morning, friends. Welcome to Wake Up and Praise. I'm your host, Ashley Elizabeth. I am so glad that you're joining me here for episode three of this podcast series. Well, we're going to get right into it today. We're talking about living a consecrated life and what that looks like, and also knowing our identity, right? It's very difficult to live a life that's on purpose, with purpose, right? Stepping into the shoes that God has for you or for me, right? If we don't fully understand who we are, where our identity lies. I looked up the word consecrate and the definition, and according to Webster, it says to ordain, right? You can ordain a bishop or a pastor, to make or declare sacred, to devote to a purpose, some adjectives, to earmark, to reserve, to dedicate, some verbs, holy, sacred, sanctified. In Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 here, Paul says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourself, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Friends, I want to tell you that God has a purpose and a plan for each one of us. Hallelujah. But until we understand that we have value, we can really struggle with stepping into it, right? We can lack that confidence. We can lack that understanding. We can flounder in life. Sometimes we move in certain directions that we're not called to move in because we just don't think of ourselves in the same way that God sees us. You know, David was a man who truly understood some things. And one of my favorite verses here comes out of Psalm 139, verse 14. And I'm sure many of us know it. He says what? I will give thanks and praise to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. And King David was a man who was after God's own heart. Praise the Lord. And what is he saying? I will praise you. I will give thanks because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, I'm going to ask you this question today. Do you know that you too are fearfully and wonderfully made? That God has created you on purpose with purpose and who you are? God designed you to be that way. I think sometimes we can be hard on ourselves. We can think, well, you know, if I could only do this better, or if I was only like that, or, you know, we live a life by comparison, you know, right? We can be around a lot of different people, or especially through mediums like social media. You know, we can see other people's posts and what they have to say and what they're up to and really compare ourselves. And the danger in that is that all of a sudden, it's almost like a slap in God's face because we can feel like we're not good enough. And our eyes get off of him and onto people and also onto ourselves, right? Well, Lord, if I was just like this, or why can't I be doing that like him? Or, you know, maybe it's music. Why can't I sing like so-and-so or play an instrument like so-and-so or preach like so-and-so? And these are just, I'm just talking about some of, you know, the, the gifts, right, that, that God 
uh, the Spirit of God gives, but there's so many different ways that we can compare ourselves. Oh, look at this one's spouse, or oh, this one's got kids, or da-da-da-da-da, right? I mean, the list goes on and on and on. God doesn't call us to live a life of comparison. He's given you a fingerprint that is unlike any other fingerprint. Nobody in the world shares your fingerprint because there's a blueprint for your life that is so specific. And you can't fill the call of someone else's life and they can't fill the call of your life. You have to step in to be the the woman or the man of God that he has called and ordained you to be. So understanding that you're valued and that you have value is so important. And I pray today that if anybody's struggling with that, that God would really give you a different perspective, that you'd start to see it for who you are. Because the truth is, if you don't see it, your attitudes, your actions can really be reflective of that every day. That's the truth. You know, if you feel like, well, nobody could ever love me or I'm unlovable, right? Then you know what? You might start casting your pearls amongst swine as an example, making decisions with your body, giving yourself to someone that, you know what? God's like, what are you doing hanging out with them? What are you doing spending your time, wasting your time there? I have something so much better for you. Right? I have a husband for you or a wife for you, as an example. Someone who was designed to be your partner in life. Stop wasting your time with this swine, casting your pearls amongst them. Maybe that's not you, but this also can apply to you because we do this with many different things in our lives. If we feel like we're less than, we act like we're less than. It becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy. And that goes for both directions. If you feel like you're less than, then you're going to act like that. Right? Well, oh, what, what good is going to come my way? Or, oh, you know, right? And this murmuring and complaining, it becomes this closed loop process. And then on the other side of it, there are people that think so highly of themselves to the point where it's like they've got their nose in the air and they're not helping anybody because they just think that they're so great. Well, I'm set apart. I'm so wonderful. It's like, well, hello. <laughs> people matter, <laughs> you know? Open your eyes, you know? Stop living a life of pride, right? There's two different opposite ends of the spectrum. And I can tell you for myself, you know, growing up without a father really did more damage to me at the time than I realized. There were a lot of subconscious things going on. But, you know, I, I deep down, I mean, I can look back and say I didn't really feel loved. I didn't experience that love of an earthly father, right? Obviously, Father God loves me very much and designed me. But in my younger years, before I really had that personal encounter with the Lord and knew who he was and started to know who I was, I did a lot of things that I look back and say, man, you know, if I knew if I knew then what I know now, I never would have wasted my time. I never would have wanted affections from from men that I really had no business even being around as an example. But sometimes we have to live it out in order to really realize it. And I pray today that you'll leave here realizing who you are. And talking about identity, I want to also talk about living a consecrated life. Listen, being consecrated to God is a choice. You were designed on purpose, with purpose. You're alive in this season for such a time as this. But it's a choice to serve God with your body, with everything that you have. It's a choice. God has ordained something for you, but you stepping into that is up to you because we have free will. 
every day when you get up. You can choose to praise the Lord or not. It's, it's, you're, you're not forced to do that. God doesn't say, you're going to do this and that's it. We're not robots. We have free will. God wants us to serve him and to love him because we want to, not because we're forced to. Hallelujah. Exodus 30, verse 30. And if you read in chapters 29 and 30 of Exodus, um, God is giving Moses instruction and guidelines for really what to do in the temple, how to make sacrifices and offerings. He talks about the holy anointing. He talks about the priesthood. And here in in Exodus um, 30, verse 30, God says to Moses, you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may serve as priests to me. Well, you might say, oh, well, that's in the Old Testament. It is, but it's also in the New Testament being consecrated. Romans 12, verses 1 through 2. Paul says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourself, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you." Lord, transform my mind. Hallelujah. And Lord, help me, God, to present my body to you, to dedicate all of myself to you, to realize that you have truly set me apart, God. I want my life to be pleasing to you. You know, when we figure that out and we start to really live life on purpose and we start to make choices for God, even when it hurts even when it's difficult. Could even be cutting some people out of your life that are just no good for you. You know, in my life, I remember when I had this radical encounter with the Lord back when I was, I want to say I was probably like 21. I had this radical encounter with God in a church. And at the time, I was living with my boyfriends. So I was living in sin, doing things my own way. I had friends in my life. I would go out and party with them. You know, I don't even know if they were truly friends. You know, sometimes I think maybe they were just around because they liked to party and I liked to party, right? That's really all we did. And so when I had this radical encounter with God and all of a sudden I just felt his love, I was enveloped by it, I knew that my life had to change. And it's not that I just knew it had to change, but I wanted it to change because I wanted to have this deeper relationship with him. And I knew that people, places, and things in my life and my lifestyle were so counter God that it would almost be impossible for me to just draw closer to him with all this weight. Come on, somebody, say weight, right? People can be like weight. Situations and choices can become like a weight. And we know that sin separates us from God, not because God moves, but because We just don't focus on him anymore. We lose sight of him and what he has for us. That's what sin does. It gets in there and it makes a wedge. And so I had to radically change my life. I had to clean house. And there were people in my life that didn't understand. Well, what do you mean you're not coming out anymore on on Friday nights? And hey, what are you doing? And oh, do you want to come for drinks? And you want to do this? And you know, my boyfriend at the time, what do you mean you're moving out of, of our apartment? Well, where are you going? What are you doing? 
<laughs> or even work. I'd go out on work dinners and all of a sudden I wouldn't even drink with dinner because I just felt not, not to be involved in that. And even that, I remember the first time my boss, you know, she's looking at me like, oh, you're not going to order a drink? And I'm like, no. And I could see on her face that she was going to ask more questions. And, you know, I was a new Christian, a baby Christian at the time. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, no, like, I hope she doesn't ask. Like, what am I going to say? And all this stuff, right? <laughs> and she's like, well, well, why aren't you having a drink? And I said, oh, you know, she's like, well, did something change? And I finally was like, listen, you know, I accepted Jesus and had this radical encounter with God and I just don't feel to drink anymore. You know, I want his purpose for my life. I mean, her jaw hit the floor. I don't think she was expecting that response. But people started to take notice of my life and it took some time before I ended up making new friends and really getting plugged in to that, the church where I had that radical encounter with God. I started serving there, but it took time. You know, there was this period of, of just kind of shaking things out and transition and change. And it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. And I look back today and I'm like, wow, you know, I don't want to go back and do it all over again, but I'm glad for the places where I've walked and where I've been because it's all a part of what makes me who I am today. And with that said, you know what? If there are things in your past that you're not proud of or maybe things that you did yesterday and you're like, you know what? I know the Lord and I'm making some choices that I shouldn't be making. Hey, the beautiful thing is today's a new day and God's mercies are new. Hallelujah. Every morning as the sun rises, right? Just like clockwork, you know that sun's going to rise. Praise the Lord. His mercies are new for you. Just ask for his forgiveness. And he remembers sin no more as far as what the east is from the west. That's it. Hallelujah. Because of the blood of Jesus and because of what Jesus did for us, we have access to God's mercies and we're forgiven. Praise the Lord, right? There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And you know, there are some people who live under that shadow of condemnation. They live under that shadow of the past, and it really starts to define them and to dictate their attitudes today. God's like, I'm calling you out, and not just out, but up. Hallelujah. Let go of the past. Let go of those things that weigh you down. Live a life that is sold out for me. Praise the Lord. See what I have for you because it's good. My plans are good. Hallelujah. And how many of us know that his ways are not our ways. Our ways are not his ways. They are different. They are greater. They are higher. I love that scripture that says, I lift my eyes to the hills. That's where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You have to have a different perspective, a different vantage point, a different view. And when your eyes are up, your life will start to also go up and start to move in a different direction because no longer are you looking on your situations or your past or on who you were or by comparison the lives of other people, right? Looking to them and trying to kind of figure yourself out. Nope, you're looking at him. You're moving in his direction. Praise the Lord. I thank you, God, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 6.20 tells us that we were bought with a price. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read it here. It says, you were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then, honor and glorify God with your body. Well, that's a bit of a heavy scripture, isn't it? You were purchased with a price. God said you have value. 
so much so that I'm going to send my only begotten son to die for you. And if just for you, I would send him again and he would come again to do it all the same. Hallelujah. Because you have value. Well, do you know today what your value is? Do you feel like you have value? You know, as I'm talking here, I'm reminded of even just a soda can, right? I see a soda can in the spirit. And once you drink that soda, you know, you might say, oh, put it in the recycling or put it in the trash. But the truth is it still has value. In certain states, you can take that soda can and you can redeem it for a certain amount of money, whether it's a nickel or 10 cents, right? Depending on where you live, there's still value in the can, even though it's empty. Well, today, if you feel empty, I pray that God would fill you up to overflowing with the knowledge of who he is, hallelujah, and with the knowledge of who you are in him, not to be puffed up and to be prideful, but to stand on your own two feet and to do what it is that God has designed you to do, because it's not going to look the same as what anybody else around you has or what they're doing, but it is so specific to you. God has a purpose for your life. Hallelujah. Second Timothy one here. Verse nine, we're going to start here. It says, for he delivered us and saved us and called us with a holy calling, a calling that leads to a consecrated life, a life set apart, a life with purpose, not because of our works or because of any personal merit. We could do nothing to earn this, but because of his own purpose and grace, his amazing undeserved favor, which was granted to us in Christ Jesus before the world began eternal ages ago. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody, give him some praise this morning. First Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. God, would you use me? Lord, would you teach me who I am and help me to step into my own? I'm going to pray right now. And if you're here and you would say, you know, I'm really just seeking God for the purpose for my life. Or, you know, maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and you're starting to really like question, you know, it's been a long time and I know what God's spoken into my life, but I haven't seen it yet. Well, we're going to pray right now. And I pray that your faith and your hope in him would really be renewed and that your dreams would have wings. Hallelujah. That God would breathe life back into those dreams again. So Father, right now, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we thank you for this encouragement. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God, we thank you that the plans that you have are so unique and specific and good for each one of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And right now, Lord, I pray for the one who might be listening, who's saying, you know what? I'm struggling with my identity or I'm struggling with my purpose. God, I thank you, Lord, that they would be rooted in you. Father God, we just speak life over them right now. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would just deposit in them, Lord, more more, God, that they would start to have this understanding, Lord, of who they are, Father God, and who you are. Lord, we thank you for this today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And God, those dreams which have been dormant, those things, God, that maybe we've pushed to the side because of life or circumstance or time or just feeling like we can't do it. God, for the one who would say, you know what, Lord, I've felt like I can't do it. God, I pray that you would breathe life right now back into those dreams. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That time does not determine success. But God, a life sold out to you and and for you and on fire for you, God, that's what matters. And all other things fall into place. So God, we just pray, Lord, that you'd give us the right perspective and that you'd help each one of us on this journey in life, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this. And God, we just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for anybody who's been comparing themselves to other people, Lord, or measuring their own successes, God, against other people, Lord. We just break that spirit of comparison right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you, God, that you would just let them know how unique and special and valued they are, Lord, and that they would just set their gaze on you, Father God, and and not worry about what's going on around them, but God, that they would just be focused on you, And Lord, that you would help them discover who they are and what it is that you have. Lord, we thank you for this today. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise and glory today because, Lord, you deserve it. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, have your way, Father. We set ourselves apart for you, God. Have your way in us and through us. And God, any areas, Lord, that need changing, Father, we say change them. Change us, Lord. We give you permission. Father God, we give you praise and thanks today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I praise you, Father, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If you take nothing away (laughs) other than that from this podcast, it was worth it. And I pray today that you will look in the mirror and say to yourself, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and that your attitude and actions and how you live your life will be reflective of this every single day that you'll hold your head up and know who you are and whose you are. All right, friends. Well, it's been so wonderful to be on with you today. This was episode episode three of the Wake Up and Praise podcast series. Next week, we'll have a new episode available. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel that you're listening um, to the podcast on. That way you stay notified. And you can always go to ashleyelizabeth.com for more information. And you can also um, find out from there as well when all of our um, different services are. So we have the Wake Up and Praise podcast. We also have Jesus and Coffee Time, which is an hour of worship prayer and the word live on Facebook Live. Thursday mornings at 9.30 a.m. But again, you can get all of that information from ashleyelizabeth.com. All right, friends, I love you guys very much. Have an amazing day, and we'll see you back on here uh, next week. All right, take care. God bless. (laughs) 